Hello, friends. Welcome back to an episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by Woo More Play Coconut Love Oil. It's a game changer. Can't wait to tell you guys about it later. How you doing? I am on fire right now. I just finished a workout class called Lit Method, and I am amped. It is such a good workout. Me and the uh, rest of the Vanderpump crew have been going for a couple months now, and uh, it's I'm probably amped also because it feels like you're like in a club in Las Vegas in there, but without the guys with like terrible dragon shirts and bad tattoos and, you know, live with their mom. That's just what I think everyone does that live, like, goes to clubs. I hate clubs, if you can't tell. But I like a workout class that feels like a club. It is so good. It's a, uh, you're on those rowing machines for half the time, and then half the time you, uh, it's like low-impact interval training. It doesn't sound that hard, but it is so hard. And the instructors and owners are this husband and wife team who just make you feel special, you know? They, they stand at the end of your rowing machine, and they tell you, like, how awesome you're doing, even if you're, like, making a half-assed effort. Uh, we have a group text about it, and Schwartz or someone was like, I wish that Justin and uh, his wife would adopt me because they just make me feel good. I'm like, yeah, they really do. So I'm amped. Could be also because I had a Celsius too. I got to stop drinking those. They make me very hyper and also a tad nauseous. So I don't know why I keep drinking them. Um, but yeah, I needed the workout. needed a little pick-me-up because uh, uh, this week I found out the Jew cheated on me. Yeah, I'm just going to put it out there. I don't care. I never really said his name on the podcast. So it's not like I'm like slandering him. But uh, yeah, what's crazy is, I, first of all, I'm not that sad about it. So don't feel sorry for me. But if you do want to send me a message on uh, DM me on Instagram or something and just tell me I'm awesome just to boost my self-esteem right now, I could use it. Um, DM me at Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. Yeah, you know what? Okay, so I'm not that sad about it. And here's why. I had a gut feeling about this the entire time I was dating him. And it made me very anxious and very miserable. So it's almost kind of a relief. And the takeaway from this is, you know, listen, to, I think I need to needed to have listened to my gut early on. And I knew there was a difference between the gut feeling I had and, you know, just general anxiety that girls can get, you know, when they're dating someone. Um, I knew it wasn't like an insecure thing. It was like, it was just female intuition. I just knew something wasn't right. You know, I wish I wouldn't have, you know, stayed with him as long as I did. Um, sometimes I feel like our brains just need proof or something um, instead of just going with our gut. But I think next time I'm just going to go with my gut if I find myself in this situation again, which I really hope that I won't. And um, actually, this episode of the podcast uh, will, I got to keep doing this work that I learned, uh, which I will explain shortly, that kind of teaches you not to repeat bad patterns. So that's, you know, that's the plan. But, you know, I should have known when he was a Yelp reviewer, you know, that really says a lot about a person, the quality so, yeah, that happened. Whatever. Anyways, at least I get to do what I love for a living. Pretty happy about that. And I'll give you my show dates, guys. If you are in Chicago, I will be at Zany Chicago on February 4th and 5th. I'm so excited. I heard right now that in Chicago it is supposed to be colder than uh, Antarctica, uh, which, again, I've mentioned that I'm terrified of this cold, but 
I'm just going to suck it up and have fun with you guys. So really, really excited. Come to the show February 4th and 5th at Zany's. You can get tickets at Zany Chicago or at my website, rachelobriancomedy.com. And then I will be at Zany's Nashville on February 6th. The same thing. Get tickets there. Super excited to be in Nashville. Also never been there. Can't wait to hang with you guys. I know it's going to put me in the best mood. And then I am at the Tempe Improv on February 20th. Get tickets at Tempe Improv or again at my website, rachelbryancomedy.com. Can't wait for those. I'm just really excited. I'm so much happier when I travel too. And uh, yeah, really excited to get on a plane. I'm going with my friend Natasha Pearl Hansen to Chicago and Nashville. And then Sabrina's joining us in Nashville. She's done my podcast before. And then in Tempe, Jill Kimmel, super excited to do the show with her. So yeah, things are good. Now, for this episode of my podcast, I I am really excited about it because I do believe it can help a lot of people and I I I hope that you guys, you know, listen through it and get as much out of it as possible because it changed my life. So, my guest today is Joe Tabanella. He is a hypnotherapist. Now, if you don't know what that is, hypnotherapy is basically like a type of therapy that is used to treat a variety of problems such as you know, breaking out of bad habits or coping with stress. But I feel like my guest today, Joe Tabanella, specializes more in uh, kind of how to manifest what you want in life. And he does that by kind of getting you and your brain to break out of patterns of anxiety that are just getting you in your way. And it's all backed by science and crazy stuff. But yeah, I mean, when I say he literally has changed my life, he really has. I was suggested by a friend who had been working with him. Uh, and by the way, I think he works with like the Kardashians. Like, it's insane. Um, he works with really high level like executives too. And just uh, anyway, so my friend had suggested him and I started working with him. And I just had like almost an instant feeling of like hopefulness that that. I am in absolute and total control of my future and and that I can make these amazing things happen and and he also gets you to sort of be okay with when things aren't you know when you're not at, at the place that you want to be and to release the anxiety around it because when you're anxious about you know your current state or or you're anticipating that something bad's going to happen. You just kind of stay trapped in that pattern and you almost attract it more. So he gets you to release that kind of thing so so you can attract what really what you want in life. I he'll explain it better, but he, and his story is crazy. He sort of happened upon this um he was an actor and he was doing this in his own life without knowing that you know this was like a real thing and then he went to school for it and all this stuff, but I want you guys to listen to the whole podcast, and I really hope that he, he changes your life as much as he changed mine. This isn't like a funny one. This is like a, guys, let's just figure out how to, we all dream about doing shit. Let's just figure out how to make that happen. So please enjoy the podcast. He's amazing. And at the end, he does um, a actual kind of like hypnotherapy on me, and um, I recorded it. So you guys can do it along. Um, yeah. Listen to that back over and over again, that part. And it just, yeah, I hope that you get something out of it. Anyways, without further ado, Joe Tabanella. Joe, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for letting me be here. I'm thrilled. You have no idea how excited I am to do this podcast. Perhaps more excited than most podcasts I've done. Wow. Why is that? Because you literally changed my life. 
No, you really did. I mean that. How? Tell me. I how. know before we were recording, I was like, some of the stuff I still have blocks on and whatever. But, but I, I mean, you've changed my life because uh, you basically gave me the tools that if I actually work on them to make the things that I've dreamed of doing come true. I want to go to how you even discovered this, <laughs> like, your, like your backstory, because you basically, how much time do you have? By oh, the way? I'm good. Okay. You basically stumbled upon this, your backstory, you were an actor and all this stuff. Can you give the Cliff Notes version of how you stumbled upon this? You basically were doing the secret or secret on steroids way before you even knew you were doing it. Yeah. Okay. So it started when I was about 19. I grew up in Brooklyn and, mm -hmm. um, and my, my parents didn't have any money. They never gave me any money. The, mm -hmm. the only reason I, I um, wasn't homeless is because I had a good work ethic, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I was, um, I owed money to somebody at a young age. I was about 19 and my car got totaled and I basically needed money. Mm -hmm. And being a good Catholic kid, I started praying for mm -hmm. 5000 You know how you come up with a nice round number? Like yeah. 5000 So I started praying for $5,000 every day. I pray 5000 5000 5000 <laughs> And I thought everything was a sign from God to play the lottery. That's mm -hmm. what you do in Brooklyn. You play the lottery to get rich. So... Um, <laughs> And uh, and I just kept playing anything, a license plate, you know, car would try to kill me, you know, to mm -hmm. cut me off. And I'd play the license plate thinking that was God trying to tell me something. Ketchup bottles, you know, the, the mm -hmm. serial numbers on the back of them, receipts. And I kept playing every day and I was obsessed. Mm -hmm. And I thought everything was a sign. I prayed and prayed and prayed. And then one day I was, um, <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I was sitting there after weeks of doing this. And I, this voice came to me. It was a kind of an intuitive voice. It mm -hmm. wasn't like an external voice, but it was very different than my own. And you know, I think neurologists might call this voice the wise advocate. Mm -hmm. It's just a part of us that knows what's best for us mm -hmm. right? when we're not in an emotional state. Yeah. And this voice, it's been with me ever since, and ne it's never been wrong. And they said to me, um, who are you praying to? Mm-hmm. I said, God, thank you for sharing. <laughs> thank you for asking. <laughs> Did you asking. actually like speak back for yeah, real? Yeah, <laughs> in, in my head. In I was head, like, yeah. God. And they said, no, really, who are you praying to? I said, God, I just told you. I said, well, let's let's put it this way. If God was here, would you ask it for $5,000? And being a good Catholic boy, mm -hmm. I'm thinking, it, God, it? Mm -hmm. God is a he, not a it. Right? Mm -hmm. So that was strange. I said, but I knew what they were meant. They meant like this, this all that is, you know, the the. The, the you know unified field mm -hmm. the zero point energy you know and they were saying uh, if it god was here would you ask it for five thousand and i said yeah i said no would you and i said yeah mm -hmm. and then the third time was very firm would you think about it and i said mm -hmm. okay i'll think about it and so i imagine the room starting to split open in mm -hmm. time and space, like a science fiction movie, and mm -hmm. God was showing up, and I, and this God was all that is. It's mm -hmm. everything. I, and in that moment, something happened to me as I let go to that idea and surrendered. And I was imagining, it wasn't happening, I was imagining, you uh -huh. know, to give myself the permission to feel like, what, what would it be like if the all that is mm -hmm. <laughs> was here, the omnipotent, omnipresent God? Yeah. And uh, suddenly I was filled mm -hmm. with awe. Yeah. And I became everything in that minute. I was the, the car I needed, the car that got totaled, the money I needed. I even saw the people picking the balls, and I was the balls themselves. Uh -huh. I was everything happening at once, and it hit me that I was everything. And if you're everything, what would you need? 
Yeah. And if you're everything, what would you be afraid of? So I no longer was afraid of any possible outcome, and I was no longer in a craving. Basically, I released what the Buddhists call attachment and aversion in one shot. Mm-hmm. I no longer had an aversion to anything. Everything could happen. I didn't mind. Mm-hmm. And I no longer had attachment. I didn't need anything. I was everything. And in mm-hmm. that moment, I remember saying, whatever you want mm-hmm. to happen to me, I'm fine. I'm going to surrender to the moment. And I dropped into the now. And in that state, that mm-hmm. state for some reason got me up. I was mm-hmm. in a feeling in my body and I just started walking down the street. Weird. And I don't know why I was walking. Mm-hmm. I remember that day, it was, I think it was starting to snow mm-hmm. and I smiled at two guys passing me. You don't do that in mm-hmm. Hurst growing up, right? I just smiled at them. I always got my ass kicked for smiling at somebody. <laughs> and I just kept walking and I happened to walk past the, this place I played the lottery at every mm-hmm. day. But I had no, no sign to play, so there's yeah. no reason to be there. And I walked in and I played the number of my license plate that was, you know, the car was totaled. And this person sitting next to me Mm-hmm. tells me four numbers to play was to pick four mm-hmm. I, I never met this person they said trust me I've been playing it long enough wow and I thought ketchup bottles were a sign from God and I didn't think anything of it because I didn't no longer need anything I was uh-huh. in the moment it just seemed like a good idea yeah it's like why not why weren't they playing those numbers they did they did okay. it was actually turns out was my best friend's mom Oh, really? But you didn't know I her? Kn- I didn't know until 10 years ago. I just oh, found wow. out. Uh, it happened to be their address, you know. Of the, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and so, because she used to live upstairs and he lived in the basement, so I never really met her. Or if I met her, I forgot what she looked like, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and, and I, I go home. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think anything of it. And sure enough, I the next morning, I didn't even call that night because I, I didn't care anymore. I didn't, yeah. wasn't looking for it. And the next day, I, I remembered to call. I was just like, oh, that's right. I played. And I played. And it was those numbers. Wow. And being kind of a cynical guy and a science-minded guy and a, and a um, skeptical guy, I said, uh-huh. what happened here? But you won the exact 5000 Yeah, right? I needed it. But that was the pick four. So it yeah. wasn't like um, it was exactly the, what the pick four would have given you. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, uh, asking myself, wait a minute. Something happened. If you mm-hmm. you know, if you're doing something and then you do something different, like mm-hmm. I realized that my be, be my behavior created that experience, but mm-hmm. the behavior was driven by my state. Mm-hmm. Okay, A- and my state was driven by something. Your state was driven by something. Okay, yeah. and which was what? Which was this oneness with everything, mm-hmm. surrender, and yet at the same time having what I wanted because all that was left was the most dominant pattern in my mind, which was what what I was thinking about all week. Yeah. You follow? Kind of. Well, think about it this way. Before the $5,000, uh, the dominant pattern in my mind and body was not having the money, mm-hmm. needing the money. What will happen if I don't get the money? Mm-hmm. Okay, That was the it. dominant pattern. It was also... The $5,000 was not really a dominant pattern. It was outside of my awareness as a dominant pattern of fantasy and hope. Mm -hmm. But once everything was neutralized, I became the most dominant pattern. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like being in a room and there's nothing you're afraid of and nothing you want. Then you put your awareness on something and it's really what hypnosis is in a nutshell, the Mm -hmm. absorption of of your awareness on something at the exclusion of everything else. Mm -hmm. But you can't exclude everything else if you're too busy judging something or wishing Mm -hmm. for something. But if you become aware of something, you become the awareness of it, it becomes the most dominant pattern. Does that, that make makes sense? That makes okay, sense, cool. yeah. 
So then I spent the rest of my life trying to figure out what that was about. I read every book on the subconscious mind and hypnosis and creating a reality, all that stuff. Then later on, The Secret came out and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I understood it and I was talking about it, but I, nothing was changing. Mm -hmm. I, was, I could have given seminars on it. I was yeah. like that annoying guy that tells you about it, but his so life- So you knew about it, but nothing was changing in your own life because you weren't applying it? I wasn't applying it. I was talking about it. I understood it conceptually. Uh -huh. I believed in it. I fought for it. I defended it, but I wasn't being it. How did you learn to apply it? <laughs> okay, so... Because I want all these miracles to happen to me. <laughs> but that's the whole thing. That's the paradox. It's not about... It's not outside you. It's inside you. Mm -hmm. It's about releasing and receiving. Mm -hmm. um, so <coughs> I won't get into the story too much, but basically I realized I was talking about it and not really doing anything about it and someone rolled their eyes at me mm -hmm. and i realized holy shit i'm i'm, I'm not being congruent mm -hmm. you know like this is bullshit yeah. i'm like that guy who's talking about something he knows nothing about mm -hmm. and that it was not highest value yeah. feeling like an asshole you know mm -hmm. so i um i decided i was going to learn one of three things mm -hmm. i mean one of two things in three months okay I looked at him and I said, if I'm like a working actor, meaning I don't have to bartend anymore, and I was like almost 40 years old, no agent in Hollywood, <laughs> the odds of that are higher than lottery, right? So, so I said, if I'm working actor, and all that meant for me was I didn't have to bartend. I was yeah. going to make a living doing that, and I didn't have to do anything else. I said, if I'm working uh, as a bartender, I mean, as an actor in three months, you come to me and ask me what I did, and I'll teach you. Okay. And I decided I was going to learn one of two things that, that day in three months either that this is just the bullshit this is just a defense mechanism to mm -hmm. deal with the fact that you have no control of reality and mm -hmm. you'd like to think you do so yeah. you come up with all these rules and when it doesn't work you just kind of go oh well god didn't want that one to be yeah. and then when it does work you go see it worked look i yeah. got a parking spot but then that was silly because how did we get to the moon without a vision and intention and mm -hmm. you know so so i said either i'm going to know that or I'm going to realize that we're as powerful as I suspected we were as mm -hmm. far as the subconscious and its ability to co collect, connect to the collective unconscious mm -hmm. and connect to the field and basically put you in the flow to allow life to happen to you and with you, uh, mm -hmm. you know, um, and for you. So I, I went home <laughs> and I said, okay, what do I need to do? What did mm -hmm. I learn? What, what have I been talking about? And I said, okay, you got to be the consciousness of the thing you want. You mm -hmm. have to be it, not just think about it, feel it, experience it as if it's now. So start walking around every day as if you are a working actor. Yeah, yeah, but easier said than done because as I sat there in my chair, uh -huh. starting to imagine, I'm like, I don't was it a script, a TV show, is it a night soap opera? What what is it like? Is it a yeah. movie? I mean, I'm not going to be a star in a movie. And my mind started going crazy. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, that's not it. Um, how do I know what the scene's going to be? And all of a sudden, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> drooling an hour later yeah. like, oh my god I gotta do that again next day I'd be on MySpace after 10 minutes <laughs> next day I'd like be at the refrigerator I don't know yeah. even how I got there you know and I was like what the fuck is going on here yeah. and I was just like why, why can't I and I realized I don't even have control of my brain for 10 seconds yeah. and I expect to have a reality that's not in my brain mm -hmm. when I don't even, can't even give my brain the reality mm -hmm. and that's when the voices came back and they said, choose one thing. No, I got to write that down. And I said, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. I said, choose one thing. And later on, I became an NLP uh, trainer mm -hmm. be because I, I, I read that mm -hmm. they talk about evidence procedure, which is amazing, mm -hmm. right? Because that's what exactly this, vo this voice was telling me. Choose one thing that tells you you know you've achieved your goal. So your brain knows 
when to stop going. Like, think about this. Okay. Think about this for a second. If you we're in LA right now, mm-hmm. right? If we're going to San Francisco. How do you know when you're there? When you see the sign that says San Francisco, you don't just pull over on the side of the road, do yeah. you? You keep going, right? Yeah. And how do you know? Because you've told the brain when I check into that hotel or at my friend's house, yeah. that's how I know I'm done. So you already do this unconsciously and you're not aware of this process. Okay. We, we, we know that we're done when the table looks like that or the piece of art looks like yeah. that. Or, right? So I said, choose one thing. And I said, mm-hmm. okay, one thing. Um, but why would you want to necessarily be done? It's just like to ch- a check mark of, oh, I accomplished it? The brain is a pattern recognition device. There's uh-huh. two things the brain does, right? I mean, there are millions of things, but there are two things to, to, that are no- noteworthy as mm-hmm. far as like your reality. One is the brain is designed to recognize patterns and predict them. Your brain is constantly predicting what could mm-hmm. happen. And before you're even aware of it, it knows how to feel. Okay. It knows what's probably going to happen and knows how to behave. Yeah. Before it even happens. Right? Uh-huh. But that's usually based on things that have happened in the past. Exactly. So if you're trying to feel like something that you want in the future, you have to basically imagine that. Exactly. You have to give it a new. Uh, that's the difference between us and animals. Mm-hmm. Animals usually learn through successive incremental experiences of pleasure and pain. OK. Mm-hmm. No, well, they walk into a room. They're scared. Their body registers as a, a pleasant arousal with pleasant uh, hormones. Mm-hmm. And the next time it sees that pattern called that room, it runs in with its well, a tag wa- well, because it knows uh, wagging because it yeah. knows it's going to be, you know, pet and, and, and loved yeah. and or fed and right. So that's what that's what that part of our brain does. Mm-hmm. It just kind of know, remembers what's familiar, how to yeah. avoid discomfort, how to move towards pleasure, how to to just survive, right? Mm-hmm. But if you want to change patterns, you have to give the brain the experience mm-hmm. that it's never had. Mm-hmm. Because if unless it's incremental, like you would in gymnastics, yeah, a, a gymnast doesn't have to imagine <laughs> doing these crazy things. They work up to it every yeah. day, every moment. Mm-hmm. But if you're an actor, you've never worked before mm-hmm. in the acting world or world, you know, certain situations like a CEO starting a business, you have to have an internal experience and trick the body and brain into the experience of having mm-hmm. it so it knows what it is and it's familiar and it wants more of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't project the negative yeah. pattern. So, and so we're all looking for how to improve and better our lives. And our love life is no exception. So. Let's talk about how to have even better sex, baby. Yeah, I said it. I'm not ashamed of it. I want to help my loyal listeners and my friends achieve better sex with Woo Moreplay Coconut Love Oil. It's a game changer in the bedroom. So whether you're working with some dryness down there or you just want a better ride, sex is always better with a little help. It's 100% organic. The coconut oil kills germs and increases sex drive. There's natural stevia that fights germs, is full of antioxidants, and it tastes like a birthday cake. Yes, really, it does. And the vanilla essence smells like cupcakes. It's amazing. It increases sexual arousal and enhances mood and soothes inflammation. There's no reason not to try Woo More Play Coconut Love Oil. Use it for foreplay or more play. And if my listeners get 10% off their first order, if you go to WooMorePlay.com and use code BEHERE at checkout, that's 10% off your first order by going to WooMorePlay. That's W O O M. O-R-E-P-L-A-Y dot com promo code BA for 10% off and follow them on all the social media handles at Woo More Play. Guys, it's time to have better sex. So the voice said choose one thing, meaning choose like what it looks like when you're that actor or what it feels like. What I realized now what they were saying or what the voice was in my head, my Mm -hmm. brain was telling me was they were just, it was just trying to teach me how to get out of my ADD basically. In Mm -hmm. other words, I realized that 
my awareness was only placed on what my brain was telling me. Oh, I'm going to be bartending next Saturday. Oh, I wonder what that MySpace is doing. I wonder what's in the refrigerator, mm-hmm. right? All, all these emotions. Oh, this is not going to work. Is this even working? What am I even? Mm-hmm. And it di- I, I realized that you can either be driven by your brain's pattern recognition device, mm-hmm. right? I mean, recognition, which is what it is, a recogni- pattern recognition device, mm-hmm. or it can experience what you're paying attention to Mm -hmm. and you can train it to listen to you Mm -hmm. so the servant is no longer the master Mm -hmm. right you're driving the horse the horse is not driving you and so they might as well have said i realize just focus on your breath for 20 minutes just Mm -hmm. to learn to practice using your frontal lobes if you will the 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 the, um, control networks in the brain right Mm -hmm. they could have just said just focus on your breath Mm -hmm. but since you're doing this to get something new, focus on a new pattern. Mm-hmm. So I realized, because I couldn't really imagine, uh, I'm not good um, with uh, visual imagination, mm-hmm. like imagery. So I imagined kinesthetically. I said, what would be on the set? So I, I heeded the advice. I said, mm-hmm. okay, just anything. They said, what, how will you know you were there? Mm-hmm. Like, how will you know, hey, look, I'm doing that thing yeah. I wanted. And I realized, I, you know, on a set, you always have your bag. Mm-hmm. So I had my bag. I could feel the weight of it. I could mm-hmm. feel my foot. You know, my feet walking o- uh, up those metal uh, steps and mm-hmm. that, that little trailer door and then dropping yeah. my bag. And, and and I said, okay, what do I do with this? They said, just do that. I said, how long? As long as you're, you've set, you said you're going to sit here 20 minutes a day, three times a day, uh-huh. do that. I said, over and over? And yeah. It's like, all right. So each wow. time I did it, it was like I was- 20 minutes a day, three times a day, you would just envision yourself walking into your trailer on set. And dropping it. And it gave, it was like I had something to sink my teeth into. So yeah. my brain had, a, just like your breath, my brain couldn't wander because I was getting more absorbed. Mm-hmm. Every time my brain tried to bring me somewhere, I didn't fight it, I didn't get angry, I realized it, I disengaged, mm-hmm. disconnected, and went deeper into the kinesthetic. First the kinesthetic, then the visual, mm-hmm. then I was able to see, like see coffee on that little table, you know, mm-hmm. that little table. And then I, um, I, so I just started doing that. Mm-hmm. And I did that for like, three, I don't know, it could have been seven days, six days, eight mm-hmm. days before this happened. But all of a sudden, after eight days of doing this, let's say, I, I don't remember how long it took. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, in my imagination, in this reality, it was like I put a laser into this parallel universe that mm-hmm. existed. And once I became uh, familiar with it, suddenly I hear a door knock and a girl with a headset comes, you know, opens the mm-hmm. door and says, we're ready for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm walking out of the trailer and I'm starting to see pleasant experiences like Mm -hmm. pleasant patterns of the director saying we saw the dailies yesterday that was great the Mm -hmm. dp uh, giving me a thumbs up people clapping after cut people laughing after cut Mm -hmm. grips you know give me a little knuckle or elbow you know when the grips like you're good because they're very sharp you know they know bullshit right and so i started enjoying the then they said now start having fun with it so Uh i started visualizing and enjoying it and what was happening which was I would be at work bartending, uh-huh. but yet who I was was an actor, meaning yesterday wasn't bartending. Yesterday I was on a set. Tomorrow's yeah. not bartending. Tomorrow's a set. When I was thinking of experiences, it would be when they were clapping, mm-hmm. not that person who you know ran out with their credit card. Mm-hmm. Right? And I realized my whole life, even though I thought I was acting in my mind, my head Mm-hmm. My, my neocortex basically was doing the fantasy of acting mm-hmm. when well, my body and brain's pattern was a bartender. Mm. 
Now it was reversing. I might as well have been a working actor a who showed up behind this thing of wood, this, yeah. this this platform of wood with a bunch of bottles and poured them. Yeah. Because that wasn't what I was thinking. Like a billionaire doesn't walking around with a billion dollars every day. Yeah. They're in the restroom sometimes. Mm-hmm. How do they know they're a billionaire? By the images, by feelings, emotions, mm-hmm. patterns, memories, future projections. And it's a visceral experience. It's not just a mental mm-hmm. it's, and so this started to happen to me. And it wasn't until three months to the day, I don't know if it was to the day, but it was three months later that I was helping a friend understand this. And it, uh, and it was, uh, and, and so the, the, these are the three questions that changed my life mm-hmm. that whenever I'm in trouble, I just go with, which is very similar to what I was sharing to you before about those three questions. Mm-hmm. It kind of gets you to the same place, which was, I was, uh, a friend was ca- called me and she said to me, um, how to get over a bad audition because I was mm-hmm. always helping people with this stuff since I was a kid. And I was talking about like if you're, you know, you're going up a flight of stairs mm-hmm. and you're, you know, and, and one of the rungs break or a step breaks, you don't like stop. You just go around it. You keep going. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, so you're saying it shouldn't mean that much to me, this audition. Mm-hmm. And I said, right. Mm-hmm. But I fucking, excuse my French, I hate platitudes. Like, it shouldn't mean that much. Okay. It does. Yeah. Let's look at it. Okay. Why does it mean so much? Why do you want to be an actor? Mm-hmm. Why do you want this co-star part that's so bad? Yeah. So it's not going to change your life. It's not about money. It's, you, you, you do well. Your husband does well. It's not about creativity. Mm-hmm. You get more creativity in a play or in an in a, in a acting class than you ever will be as a ghost co-star walking onto someone else's set. Yeah. Why do you really want this? Really think about it. And I started getting her into the trance by uh-huh. saying, "You're on a, you're driving around. You're a script. You're at the coffee shop. You actually have a script. <laughs> yeah. Someone chose you. You feel important. You see, feel purposeful. You feel needed, included, wanted. Mm-hmm. Come on." And I started getting her into this state of how she, you know, feeling great. And mm-hmm. at the same time, I was putting myself in the state. And all of a sudden, I got to a place where we were both so filled with ecstasy and gratitude and excitement. Mm-hmm. I said, now, do you have a show? And for a moment, she forgot and said, yes. Mm-hmm. I said, no, no, think about it. She went, oh, no. I said, wait, 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 stay with the feeling. Yeah, yeah. Stay with the feeling. Do you have a show? No, but stay with the feeling. How do you feel mm-hmm. right now? She goes, I feel great, and I'm feeling great. Yeah. And I said, now, let me ask you three questions. And this is when the voices started kicking in again. Uh-huh. And I said, first question, what is more likely mm-hmm. <laughs> to, <coughs> if any state could, any state mm-hmm. of being, to attract the, it, this this experience to you, this state or any other state? Mm-hmm. She's like, this state. Mm-hmm. Second question, what are you going to get when the external world looks a certain way other than this state? Mm-hmm. And the third question is, what is going to allow Wait, you... the first one? Okay. Which state would you want to... Or what state would attract it? And yeah, what state, state, if any state could. Is, and second is, when you finally get that TV uh-huh. series, how are you going to feel other than this state? Oh, okay, yeah. That you have right that. now. Yeah. That you that, that you didn't think you had a right to fear right now, that yeah. you can feel right now, and more likely going to draw that experience to you. Mm-hmm. And what's more likely going to allow you to enjoy your life mm-hmm. and learn from life, yeah. this state or any other state? And then the real question was, what are you holding in your mind and body that stops you from just having a right to feel this good now? And that's when the voices said, you got it, hang up. I said, I gotta go. And I hung up the phone. And all of a sudden, I spun that feeling. Mm-hmm. It has, all emotions have like a kind of a direction to them. Mm-hmm. And I spun that feeling in me, and I felt so amazing. I said, no one ever 
no thing outside me is ever going to give me this feeling mm-hmm. and nothing's going to take it away. I'll feel things, I'll experience things, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to hold on to them through judgment or yeah. attachment. I don't let them pass through me. Literally that day, an agent, by the way, that showed up at the bar uh-huh. <laughs> that I've been trying to get with 10 years, all yeah. of a sudden is, is now representing me. They said, I have an audition for you. It's a nighttime soap opera, Yeah, but I, I auditioned for it. And I nail it. I remember for the first time in my life, I was looking at the casting director thinking in my head, Mm -hmm. I didn't say this out loud, I said, what could you possibly give me Mm -hmm. that I don't have right now? Mm -hmm. That you're just walking, you were just walking around with that feeling. With this feeling. Say what that that final question was again. Um, You asked yourself. What are you going to, what are you willing to release what are you holding on to that stops you from having the right to feel this good? Mm-hmm. But here's the... Here, and did you have anything that you were holding on to? Uh, well, I found out. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm getting okay. to. But we all are holding on to those patterns I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. That's why they have to be released in the moment mm-hmm. so you can s- maintain the state and mm-hmm. accept everything else. You, you're, not, you're not trying to stay in this, like, happy, mm-hmm. like, I love... You're just saying you're accepting everything so you can stay in that state because mm-hmm. everything else has a right to be, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember I walked in and I nailed the audition. Mm-hmm. I nail it. I knock it out of the park. They call my agent. We pinned him. We love him. Oh my! I was like, are you kidding me? It took me fucking 20 years to realize yeah. that this is what I needed to do. Are you kidding me? Like, because I would have been working full time. You yeah. know, it may not have been forever. It would have been like 65 episodes or something, but I would have been working. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? And I couldn't believe it. I was feeling so great. And then I get the call. Joe. Some guy came in with a different accent and mm-hmm. is a French accent and it was better for the part. Was well, sorry they t- took it away and I dropped like a rock. Mm. That was the emotion I was holding that stops me from being in the state. And the voices came back and they said, "Oh, that was quick." <laughs> yeah, like, what do you mean? if you really want it that bad, you were willing to. You were dropped it that quickly. Oh, oh, oh I thought you were going to stay in the state no matter what. Yeah. They're like almost making fun of me in a pleasant way, like, "Oh, no matter what, oh, mm-hmm. big shot, huh, Mister? Like, no one's going to take it away from you. This is all it takes for you to drop your essence." Because what I realized when I really got into the state, all I was really doing mm-hmm. was give myself a right to be present in the moment and be enough. Just being present—that's all the state was really. Mm-hmm. It wound up getting me to that place of I'm present. Mm-hmm. This is it. Mm-hmm. That's all that exists. I have a right to be, and no one is going to say I need to be more than this. That's really ultimately what happened. Mm-hmm. So now I'm dropping, you know, into mm-hmm. this depression in yeah. seconds. And when they said they, the voice came back, said I thought you were going to hold the state no matter what. No, and I was like, you're right. So I accepted what it was. I I I thought about the image that gave me the state, mm-hmm. which is everyone applauding. And really, that's what it was all about, wanting the feeling mm-hmm. of being wanted and included rather than rejected, which was uh, what was stuck in my consciousness, being mm-hmm. rejected all my life, you know? And so mm-hmm. that's what got stuck. So I welcomed the rejection and the emotions around rejection so I can put my awareness on the pattern of being applauded and needed and appreciated mm-hmm. and the chemistry of that. So I drop back into the state. Mm-hmm. I get another call. They want you for another part. Can he play creepy? He said he could play anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I go in. Oh my God, he was great. We pinned him. He was so creepy. Ah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the end of the day, oh, some guy came in. He had a better look for that. I was so sorry. And I dropped it for about a second. And then I reminded myself at that point, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm not going to play this game anymore. Mm-hmm. And I drop back into the state. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden they bring me in for another audition. <laughs> like, no, he wasn't right for that. I was like, all right. Mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. No one's going to give me the right to be me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to prostitute my essence for anything or person mm-hmm. or, 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 or promise, right? And then all of a sudden they call and say, you know, we're going to give him a part. 
and it was as big as the other three parts, and it was for a 27-year-old. I think it was almost 40 at the time. Mm -hmm. And here I am, after about 100 times days on that set, one day I dropped my bag, mm -hmm. and it was exactly, because I forgot, because cool that was eight months ago now, yeah. you know what I mean? And so all of a sudden I dropped my bag one day and went, holy shit, that's my evidence procedure. Uh -huh. And I and I've done that about probably 20 times now, or 27 mm -hmm. times I would say, where- You now, created something? Yeah, like uh -huh. that, where I just got out of my way, I kept releasing everything, stayed with the state, accepted mm -hmm. everything else, and it just shows up. But by the, the here's the paradox to all this. Mm -hmm. By the time it shows up, you are it, because your experience isn't in electrons and light patterns mm -hmm. it's in your your feelings in your body in your mind in your consciousness in your experiential self so you might as well enjoy that all the time mm -hmm. and be that while trying to achieve a physical outcome rather than waiting for some physical outcome to come to feel happy it's, yeah that's that's just that sounds horrible actually oh it's miserable i would yeah i would so for my listeners that uh, you know basically the way you change my life is is you uh kind of by telling me those stories and telling me ha how you get there made me kind of put a system into place that like I would I, w I always just like assumed I'd be successful in entertainment like I, I knew it but I never pictured exactly what it would look like and so then I started to picture you know like how you did dropping your bag like I believe I'm winning an academy award but I had that vision when I was under hypnosis once with you and uh and now I kind of run it through my brain and it, it builds I, I, I imagine being on set for that movie that I wrote I imagine looking at the dailies I imagine I imagine talking to certain people and and things to the point where it's very very real for me so could you maybe break down the steps for someone who wants to learn exactly how to do that I guess you sort of did but let's say someone wants to I don't know, start a popular blog that becomes like a brand or whatever. Okay, great. So this basically... Kind of like... Oh, sorry. Remember that piece of paper that you printed up? Yeah. Uh, that one time because you were... Kind of like that where it's like step, step, yeah. step, be open to... Yeah. Sure. If, if you and your listeners mm -hmm. uh, send $1,500 to... <laughs> <no>. um, <laughs> well, actually, if they do want to, to contact you, you can go to... Is your website's gpsmyfuture.com? Yes, it will direct you to tabhypnosis.com. Yeah. And uh, you could go to events or um, I'm doing events on uh, relationships and then GPS in your future, which is this on steroids all yeah. day of releasing and stuff like that. I want to so, come to one of those. Oh, yeah, it's How so much, much are they? They're, they're affordable, like a hundred bucks. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm coming to your next one. And ninety-eight bucks or something. When's your next I one? I mean, they're they're starting to grow, and, uh, and uh, I'm doing a huge one at the end of March. Mm -hmm. uh, something like two to four hundred people. Okay. Um, but the next one is um, actually I'm doing one this Saturday. Okay, I'll be but there. But it's an intimate one uh, this Saturday, and then I'm doing a big one on, in February. Well, maybe I'll come this Saturday. Yeah, cool. Where's that at? Um, it's on my website. I'll, okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. okay so, the steps. All right, so the first thing you want to do is think about, you know, what area in your life you're thinking about. So mm -hmm. is it a relationship or career, right? Mm -hmm. Then you think about what's important, what needs to be there, mm -hmm. right? So I did this once with a movie, an example of this is what needs to be there? I want to be out of town. Mm -hmm. I just love being on set, like being put up somewhere. Mm -hmm. So that I need, need to be out of, you know, out of, out of town and at a hotel somewhere. Mm -hmm. So what needs to be there? Think about what's important to you. Mm -hmm. If it's a relationship, what needs to be there? Is it um, uh, good sex? Mm -hmm. uh, they need to be attractive, educated. Do they need to be homebodies or adventure mm -hmm. seekers? Like, w w you know, what needs to be there? So you write a list mm -hmm. of everything that needs to be there. It helps you clarify what's important to you. Mm -hmm. right? That's the first thing you want to do. 
And you'll see in that list there are certain um, uh, values that have a negative charge to them, meaning mm -hmm. what has to be there? They have to be trustworthy. So that usually is the image of people cheating, mm -hmm. right? So that's where you have to realize that that's where you need some releasing mm -hmm. around those charges that you couldn't accept. We and did that with holding. relationships yes. in one of my sessions with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that's important to, to... Find a negative charge and realize that it needs to be released. Yeah, it needs yeah. to be uh, released through that other process of acceptance and then internalizing the positive uh, charge mm -hmm. of what the opposite of that is until you feel at least 60, I would say 70% positive. Mm -hmm. And how you know that is you think of the positive picture you think of the negative picture, and you hold them in both hands, and you ask yourself, what has more energy? Mm -hmm. You know, some people just love money. I love yachts. I love mm -hmm. <laughs> travel. I, like I money. love money. <laughs> but some people, really, when they think about money, they just hate living hand to mouth. They mm -hmm. hate not being able to buy something. They hate. So that's where the energy is stuck. That is a true uh, state that I, I know people that have all the tools to make money. They're, they're no, no different than I am. But they have a really weird energy around money, so they're always broke. Right. I've never had a weird energy around money. I just assume I'll know how to make it. Right. Like it, there's and no, I have no fear to you, attached right. to it. Right. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes, or most people, I would say, mm -hmm. become successful by running away from the negative energy. So what we call a directional filter, uh -huh. which is they run away from being broke. And if it's if it's um, if it's scary enough, if it has enough emotional mm -hmm. charge, enough fight flight energy to it, you will be rich and gorgeous or. Oh, I thought uh, that that thin. was not successful for people. No, it is successful. The only problem is you're running from a negative picture and a negative feeling. So you're mm -hmm. always worrying about it. You always believe it's going to happen. You always think it's happening. Mm -hmm. And you'll eventually create the problem to see it because it's the subconscious when you suppress something is like Glenn Close it won't be ignored yeah right <laughs> in fatal attraction mm -hmm. so so you can get you could be a billionaire but still be terrified I've worked with people who had seven million dollars in the bank and I thought they were living hand-to-mouth the way they were talking about so yeah. who cares if you have the physical world the way you want if you're terrified of losing it who yeah. cares if you're on a TV show if you're terrified you're never gonna work again well, yeah what, what, what good is that and the problem is you can manipulate your life enough to stave off that fear mm -hmm. or that problem. It just doesn't last and it's force versus real power. Because mm -hmm. there are plenty of people who, like you just said, that can love something into existence. But that love needs to be, you know, uh, it needs to be, what you're loving needs to be compelling. Mm -hmm. So it creates it, what's called positive structural tension where it makes you want more of it mm -hmm. rather than run from a problem. Because one So what do you mean by it needs to be compelling? You need to build desire around it where mm -hmm. you fall in love with the idea and you feel it in your body as so pleasant mm -hmm. that your body just wants more of it. Mm -hmm. Because where is that pattern mm -hmm. that you fell in love with, that song in your head, that vista in your mind that you want to mm -hmm. paint it, you know, it, it wants to create the physical version of what you're in love with. Mm -hmm. And like a skyscraper. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine trying to build a skyscraper by running away from not mm -hmm. having a skyscraper? Yeah. For example, mm -hmm. if you and I are cavemen and women, right? Mm -hmm. And we're hungry, mm -hmm. right? The body doesn't like to, ex you know, uh, expend energy unless it's important. It doesn't want to waste. It's an efficiency yeah. machine. So now you see a bunch, we see a bunch of water buffalo mm -hmm. like outside the cave, right? Mm -hmm. Some are old. Some are tiny, <laughs> one's yeah. limping. We're excited, right? All dopamine, all focus, norepinephrine, excitement. We really want to run after these, because we're excited, right? Mm -hmm. But same situation, now there's only one, and it's six miles away on a ridge. Mm -hmm. Is that excitement or, or anxiety? Anxiety. Yeah. So that kind of pattern of, 
that's what the Buddhists call attachment and aversions. Mm-hmm. This is, I can't accept this, but I need that. And if I get that, this feeling will go away. Mm-hmm. And that creates Okay, I a see ne- why it's different, yeah. Yeah, a creative energy, a creative pattern is everything is neutral like I did with the 5,000. Everything is neutral. Mm-hmm. And this would be a great pattern to fall in love with Mm -hmm. there's no like needing there's just falling in love with it you feel it in your heart you appreciate Mm -hmm. the experience as now so it's not a i don't want this i need this it's more like i accept everything Mm -hmm. and i love this i appreciate this Mm -hmm. that creates its own desire to create Mm -hmm. that comes from a more of a creative experience rather than a craving experience god that makes sense okay cool so you make a list and then you you just you just figure out what with the ones that have a negative charge, and then right. you release those. Yeah, you try. You you recognize. I mean, you can release them in the moment, mm-hmm. or you can release them in the workshop, or you can just do what we we're saying before. And I'll get back to that again, that yeah. exercise at the end of this. But once you get your list, yeah, you uh, come up with a, a scene, a tableau, a, a um, an image that represents that all these values are present. Mm-hmm. So here's an example of this. Let's say a relationship, and they have to have a sense of humor, mm-hmm. adventure. We have to be in business together, mm-hmm. right? And they have to be beautiful, let's mm-hmm. just say, right? So now I imagine we're at the uh, zip line in Costa Rica, mm-hmm. right? While I'm feeding her cake and we're laughing our asses off, sense of humor, adventure, yeah. zip line. And we just found out that a, a deal we've been working on together just closed that's paying for the whole honeymoon, right? Okay. And she's gorgeous in, the, in this, you know, whatever, and the whatever thing, whatever she's wearing. And we're about to go off. That's the image mm-hmm. in my mind that says all those values are present. Mm-hmm. And so one can say, what am I going to do? Hold an image all my mind? What if it doesn't happen? It's not about the future. It's about the eternal now. It's about recognizing that when you think of that image and you give yourself permission to try on that pattern mm-hmm. and have all your values there right now, your body feels different. Mm-hmm. It feels there's a pattern of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Your heart rhythms change, mm-hmm. your muscle tension changes, your brain chemistry changes, and you're feeling a having, not a wanting, because mm-hmm. a wanting usually is triggered by the mm-hmm. e- opposite energy of yeah. not accepting when you could, when you didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Those emotions you follow, so you're holding mm-hmm. those negative emotions, creating a craving feeling that's ne- never ending. It's always mm-hmm. a craving, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a wish. This is not about a wish. It's about accepting everything as a pattern mm-hmm. and falling in love with this image and this chemistry. Now you open your eyes. Mm-hmm. You just recognize in the present moment. The life does not match this, but this is real. Life is mm-hmm. not. Why? Because life is electrons. They come and go. Mm-hmm. It's impermanent. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's almost like the metaphor is, um, I'm sorry, I get so excited when I talk about this. No, I, lo- about, I, I love hearing The metaphor this. is, imagine what you want is at the uh, upstream okay. and it's on its way. Uh-huh. How good does that feel that you know it's on its yeah, way? Yeah, right? wonderful. But if the leaves are hitting you and they're slimy and the branches and the fish and their pebbles hitting your legs mm-hmm. and you said no and you stop this energy flow, what happens to that thing upstream? You're not going to get it. Right. So the very judgment of the moment mm-hmm. makes you reach for that thing and hope for that thing because mm-hmm. you can't even feel the thing anymore because mm-hmm. your body's too busy judging the pattern of energy mm-hmm. you judge. Meanwhile, it was getting you closer to that. Yeah. Thing. You're ruining getting that wonderful thing just by a fleeting moment. Exactly. And if you release tension and say, this is part of life, that's the impermanent world, but I can keep my awareness on this. You mm-hmm. don't give a shit when mm-hmm. it comes. You're, you're in the consciousness of the receiving of it all mm-hmm. the time. And funny enough, when it does come, it's going to pass you anyway in the stream. Mm-hmm. So it passes anyway. 
But what then do you, you mean could. It passes you. That, the thing you want comes and it goes you because it? you okay. can't hold on to that because yeah. then the stream will build again. Mm-hmm. So it's a never ending feeling of accepting everything, but knowing that your real happiness is in your right to have intention, not mm-hmm. attachment to some outcome that's in the impermanent world that yeah. is impermanent by nature. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because yeah. it's not like when you, you know, for me, for example, the thing I think is going to happen, it's not like, oh, I'll get that and then my life's going to be perfect for forever. Like there's all, all things always are going to come up and exactly. happen. Exactly. But it is a good anchoring moment of like, like, you know, if I'm feeling frustrated or I didn't book something or I had a really bad comedy show, settling into thinking like, but I, I, I know I will have these moments that feel really good. Right. But if you, if you can have what you want in your awareness all the time, Mm -hmm. then the only thing that's happening is your body and brain is struggling to create the physical version of it. Mm -hmm. Not you. You're too busy enjoying the experience because you know your body and brain is processing what is in Mm -hmm. order to create what you want. Mm -hmm. I'll give you, can I give you an example? Absolutely. Okay. So just close your eyes for a minute and just give yourself permission just to fantasize right now and have what you want and notice how that would feel. Just think about all your values are there. You have an image that represents what you want. And now enjoy it with all five senses so you lose yourself in the experience and there's nothing but that experience. Mm -hmm. Now, as you do this, your brain's going to say, what about that pattern of energy that has that image attached to it? What about that you said no to? What about that you judge? What about that that your brain is expecting, right? Mm -hmm. You just disengage from it and just let it pass. Say, you have a right to be. I'm not talking about impermanent world. I'm talking about my invisible world. Thank Mm you. So let the impermanent world be impermanent. And then go deeper into appreciating it until you have a right to feel the feeling. It's just chemistry. Don't you have a right to become aware of chemistry in your body and patterns and heart rhythms and breathing patterns and keep releasing tension? Now, when you feel only the visceral feeling of the intention, and that's all you're feeling, drop the image and just stay in the feeling in your body. Mm-hmm. And then open your eyes when you're ready. Good. Now, are you in this feeling? Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Would you rather feel like this for the next two years and maybe it happens and maybe it doesn't? Or would you rather not feel like this for the next two years and maybe it I'd happens? I'd rather feel like this. <laughs> right. But it is going to happen. <laughs> and what is more likely going to draw that to you, this feeling or this any feeling. other feeling? Mm-hmm. What is more likely going to allow you to learn everything you need to learn without fear of learning it, this feeling or any other feeling? This feeling. What is more likely for you to enjoy your life, period, this feeling or any other feeling? Mm-hmm. And what have you been looking for your whole life other than the right to just feel mm-hmm. this present? Do you notice it's really just a feeling of mm-hmm. ultra I'm incredibly presence? grateful, too. That yeah. It's, like a, it's gratitude. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's a feeling that it, it feels very real. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting is the feeling of gratitude mm-hmm. trains your heart to beat mm-hmm. at a certain rhythm, what's called 0.1 hertz. Mm-hmm. When your heart beats at that rhythm, mm-hmm. it sends up, it communicates with the brain. When your heart is breathing at breathing at that rhythm, mm-hmm. beating at that rhythm, it syncs with your brain, and you become more solution oriented rather than pattern recognition or reactive. Mm-hmm. You become more. Um, um, you have better cognition. Mm-hmm. You have better health. Mm-hmm. You have more energy. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Just by feeling gratitude, mm-hmm. it changes your physiology. Yeah, changes your heartbeat. Interesting. And your breathing patterns. Is there anything else to the, these steps that... Yeah. Okay. So so as you think about the, the image you... Mm-hmm. Your, your pattern recognition device, you have to accept the fact that you're not that person right now. Mm-hmm. 
You want to be Mr. Universe? You're going to have to go to the gym. Yeah. But if you give yourself permission to live in that state, you don't mind all the work you need to do. Mm -hmm. You don't mind going to seven years of schooling. If you know for sure you have not one day that pattern now and you have the right to feel that now, you don't, Mm -hmm. you feel the body and brain doing the hard work, not you. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a different kind of hard work. The body and brain struggles. You are too busy enjoying that intention. Mm-hmm. So you have to accept that there are things that you don't know that you don't know you don't know you don't know. Mm-hmm. Meaning that there, there's someone you may have to meet, mm-hmm. a happenstance, a um, chance meeting, a uh, class you may have to take, mm-hmm. uh, an ability you may have to learn, mm-hmm. you, uh, some skill you may have to learn. Mm-hmm. That all these things are now you're welcoming because mm-hmm. you're willing to experience them because it's through the backdrop of that intention and that mm-hmm. feeling state. And then suddenly you're not resisting. Mm-hmm. Then you want to bring up an image that tells you it's time to leave the state. Okay, good. You have this image of, uh, let's say, time success. Time to leave the state? Yeah. There's, in other words, you have an image of winning the Academy Award, mm-hmm. you say. <coughs> and then they announce, then you're in a movie mm-hmm. and they announce it mm-hmm. and you don't get it. I don't get the Academy Award. Right. Uh-huh. So see that pattern. Feel the sensations in your body that couldn't accept that possibility and ask yourself those questions. Does this have a right to be? Mm-hmm. Does my body have a right to process the energy I call disappointment without my judgment, without my attention, or without meaning? Mm-hmm. And now as it's doing that, go deeper into what, what you wanted, which is just the Academy Award. What's it, what's it really going to give you a certain state? Mm-hmm. Go into the image, go into the state, and then tell yourself, I'd rather have this state than the Academy Award. Mm-hmm. Because what would you rather have, the Academy Award or the state? The state. Yeah. And what's more likely going to create the Academy Award? The and, state. And, and, and mm-hmm. That's how you flip it on its head. That's mm-hmm. how you go out of attachment and aversion into a creative flow of receiving. And that's how you accept disappointments and stuff and keep going. Because, yes. yeah, because eventually, usually these things work out. Maybe not exactly in the way you'd planned, but I mean, I'm asking, is that? It's the paradox of once you once you realize that you're really looking for an internal state of mm-hmm. being and internal states communicate to us through images mm-hmm. that by changing the images in our minds we change our state mm-hmm. by changing our state we have what we want because we just we just explore the fact that the only reason we want things is to feel a certain way mm-hmm. so now you feel that certain way now if mm-hmm. you have that certain feeling now there's a creative intentional thing that mm-hmm. got us to the moon that creates art that got us to learn how to speak mm-hmm. but that's an ex- that's excitement mm-hmm. there's a, a thoreau a quote from thoreau that i love that said mm-hmm. oh, who you become by achieving a goal is much greater than the goal itself uh-huh. because it's, the, it's something Pretty like that cool. i'm paraphrasing but it's about it's about understanding that the process of trial and error and experiencing everything as a right to be and overcoming challenges mm-hmm. is really what life is about by holding your intention and loving everything and at the same time knowing that your body and brain is designed to catch up to your consciousness mm-hmm. See, consciousness is limitless mm-hmm. you can put your awareness on any pattern you want that mm-hmm. doesn't mean the body and brain's going to create it in 2 seconds yeah but if you stay with the consciousness of what you want which is limitless and respect that the body and brain is going to need feedback and that's mm-hmm. called energy that's called emotion mm-hmm. and you don't judge it and you call it learning rather than i suck i'm not good at it mm-hmm. i don't know how mm-hmm. And you start to process mm-hmm. energy while you keep your awareness on what you want, then the body and brain will always catch up mm-hmm. to what consciousness is. It may take 80 years in some cases, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. If you want to do this incredible physical feat that your body and brain has no ability to do and you're keeping awareness on it, yeah. it will catch up. Look at, you know, um, 
parkour kids. I mean, uh-huh. they're doing shit that I couldn't I even. These kids that jump from building to building oh, and do okay. some crazy. crazy. They like climb yeah. like they're Spider Man. Yeah, right? yeah. And and it, it happens because you you put your awareness on a possibility and you trust that that is your reality. Mm-hmm. And the body and brain, when it sees that you're in charge of mm-hmm. what your reality is, then it wants to change the physical world mm-hmm. to match mm-hmm. your what your consciousness is already enjoying. Mm-hmm. And here's a perfect example. Can I give you an example of yeah. this one? Less example of resi- what's called emotional resistance, right? Uh-huh. Whenever you want anything. Whenever you put your awareness on anything in consciousness that you love, mm-hmm. right? If the physical world does not have the physical structure, mm-hmm. pressure needs to form. Okay. A sprout going through concrete, mm-hmm. a muscle growing, right? Mm-hmm. So if I pick up this pen, mm-hmm. there's no, the law of attraction, ready? I visualize I'm holding a pen mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm lifting it. And look, my arm did it immediately. Yeah. Right? So nothing needed to be learned. There's nothing that needed to grow. There's nothing that needed to grow in my brain and mm-hmm. my body in the collective unconscious. And so it's fine. There's no resistance. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if this was 200 pounds mm-hmm. and my intention was to lift it to my face, mm-hmm. what am I going to be met with? resistance right and so my arm won't be able to lift it the physical world cannot match my inner desire Mm -hmm. if i judge that energy that resistance that pressure Mm -hmm. and then give it a meaning that i'm weak will never happen i don't know what to do i don't know how Mm -hmm. then i literally drop not only the joy of having what i want Mm -hmm. in consciousness but i drop my body's ability to find ways to create it Mm -hmm. but if i reframe this energy as actually a good thing and i breathe through it Mm -hmm like a muscle stretch and going the other way, what happens to my muscle every day? It gets strong and strong. It's mm-hmm. trying to match as long as I'm holding the intention what I want mm-hmm. and not judging the pressure that builds because of what I want. Mm-hmm. And the greater the juxtaposition or contrast between what you want and mm-hmm. what is capable, mm-hmm. the greater the pressure. Mm-hmm. So if this is 200 pounds, it's going to be more pressure than 50 pounds or yeah. 70 pounds. And so you have to breathe through the pressure. Now, that's easy to imagine with muscles stretching mm-hmm. or growing. And it's easy even to imagine with calculus. My brain has to change or, mm-hmm. or juggling, which is my, you know, motor cortex mm-hmm. has to wire. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's pressure wiring, like mm-hmm. elect- energy being, you know, consumed to wire these connections to yeah. juggle. But we forget that this happens with emotions too. Mm-hmm. If I want to be treated and loved and adored and I'm in that consciousness and loving that and someone says, you're weird, uh-huh. you're ugly, uh-huh. you're stupid, you're boring. you're, and, and those emotions, if I don't welcome them like the muscle and see it as my body just learning how to adapt, how to ask like, did I say something wrong mm-hmm. to accept that you're just crazy, mm-hmm. to apologize, to find new ways to communicate and to get closer to my goal, mm-hmm. Then just like the muscle, I drop it mm-hmm. if I judge it. Yeah. If I see it as just my body and brain learning how to be in this world and adapt to this world to get closer to what I want, mm-hmm. then I just get closer to it and I don't judge the emotions. They come and go and they pass like birds through the sky. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to pass. Moments yeah. are supposed to pass and it's supposed to stay. Have you seen in all your work and teaching this with people, um, this really work for people a lot? Oh where my it's God, like I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. yeah. Can you give me a few examples yeah. of that? Okay, my two of my favorite examples. One years ago, um, this woman comes to me. I was doing a workshop in New York, and she says to me, um, "I'm gonna meet. I've been looking for my biological woman for thirty, uh, my biological mother for thirty mm-hmm. years, right? Thirty years, eight years religiously. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna find her thanks to you." And I said, "You misunderstood the whole point of this workshop." She goes, "What are you talking about? Law of attraction, create your reality." I said, "No, that's not what I was saying." <laughs> 
I said, think about it. You, you feel, you're filled with desperation and angst. You're going to spend your life looking for her in this feeling in your body. What if you f found out she was dead? Mm -hmm. Next 30 years, you're going to be looking for a ghost. Mm -hmm. What if she's a, some you know, crack addict mm -hmm. and lives somewhere and takes you for every dime you have? Mm -hmm. That's going to break your heart even more. Mm -hmm. So now that being said, know that you're looking for something inside you, which is feeling of love. Mm -hmm. So go home. And mm -hmm. I want you to, just for the sake of f learning how to feel differently, mm -hmm. I want you to imagine you found her and give yourself the fantasy for a moment. Mm -hmm. And I want you to imagine how she needs to look, what she needs to say until you feel so loved. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, then go look for her. Mm -hmm. But recognize that you have to give yourself the chemistry change you need and then go look for her. Mm -hmm. So ten, go, 10 days go, I think about 10 days or seven days goes by, she calls me up and she says, I now finally understand what you're talking about. I said, what do you mean? She goes, I, I no longer need to find my mom anymore. Hmm. I already feel love. I never really realized I can feel this love in my body now. Mm -hmm. you know? I, like the, I like the end of story that way because that's really what it's about. But, yeah. oh, side note, spoiler, uh -huh. right? Did she calls know? me up an hour later screaming, they found my mom, they found my mom, an hour that later. That is weird. Well, it gets even better, right? And so she's, now she has pictures. She sends me pictures of her new family. They're mm -hmm. like two states away, right? Uh -huh. uh, an actor comes to me, and uh, he wants to... I said, what do you want to do? And, and he said, I want to... I said, where do you want to work? I can't decide. Yeah, sure, just decide. If you, if you don't at least make a decision, your brain's going to just pattern what it's used mm -hmm. to, you know, and, and project what it's used to. Because I'd like to be in another country. I said, where exactly? He told me the name of the country. I said, what do you want to be doing? I want to speak the language of that country. Mm -hmm. I said, do you speak that language? He goes, somewhat. Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. I said, okay, but you could? And he goes, yeah. I said, okay. We put that into his subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. I think it was eight months later or six months later. He's working on a series mm -hmm. in that country speaking that language. That's crazy. And what are the odds of that? I mean, I don't know. You, that's, that's, that's what, this is what you do. Yeah. And that's not easy because you have to uh, release all the other patterns until only one pattern mm -hmm. is dominant, but not in a wanting dominance, but as a... So did you talk him through releasing yeah. patterns after yeah. that? Oh, you yeah, worked yeah, with yeah, him yeah, a lot. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you make something happen for me? <laughs> Can you make me win that Academy Award? Well, well think about it. Okay. Um, this, uh, your, your, your listeners can join in on this, right? Mm -hmm. Close your eyes for a second. Okay. Listeners, close your eyes. <laughs> and not if you're driving. Yeah. Uh, or flying an airplane or operating heavy machinery. Yeah. Okay, they got it. Pause it and do it later. Okay, good, good. So take um, the most important thing is to come out of the unconscious automation and the stress response, which is the problem. So take three slow, long exhalations. And as you exhale, imagine tension is draining out of your body, out of the heels of your feet. Just really feel like sand is just dropping out of your body. And pace it with the long, slow exhalation. And if it helps, make an S sound or imagine you're blowing a dandelion away or bubbles or something. So what you're doing is you're just telling the body and brain, all these patterns you're warning me about, yeah, I'm not interested in you right now. I'm free of them. You're just patterns of warnings and I want this, I can't have that. What about that? So now in the next exhalation, I want you to imagine you're letting go of thousands of balloon strings that you think you need to hold as an identity called you. So you become this kind of observer in the eternal now, this, this I am observer. 
Good. Now, I want you to just notice, just notice with all five senses that experience the evidence procedure, the pattern. And just notice what you see, what you hear. And as you soak it in, just soak it in right through the center of your heart. Just imagine you're just appreciating it right in through the center of your heart. Now with each inhalation, drop into it a little bit more until you forget everything except for this. So the, the name of the game here is that consciousness, the observer, the experiencer, needs to become one with this experience until nothing exists but the experience. That means anything else are patterns that need to be accepted, allowed, released, and seen as fake or impermanent because it's always moving anyway, those other patterns. So with each inhalation, you soak it in a little bit more. With each exhalation, you disengage. You accept everything. And you go deeper until you lose everything but this experience because you become the experience. There's nothing else but what you're seeing, smelling, tasting, hearing, and most of all, feeling and even saying to yourself, like, ah, oh, thank you, I love this, I allow more of it. Thank you, I love this, I allow more of it. And just soak it in. Now, notice where there's unconscious tension in your mind and body. Those are emotional patterns that said, how dare you be this free and this grateful and have what you want in your consciousness. You've held this in your emotion, in your cells, in that organ, in, that, in your brain, in your... So notice the patterns in your brain and let them disconnect. Notice the emotions in your body. Let them be okay. And say, you can be here. I'm not trying to judge you or get rid of you. I'm just going to enjoy this while you come and go. And then go deeper into enjoying it a little bit more. Now make it a little bit brighter. A little bigger. More compelling. And just keep releasing tension so every cell in your body can enjoy it. Notice which cells in your body are asking permission from you to release what they're holding in order to get in on this experience so there's nothing but the experience in the eternal now. Good. Now, as you're sitting there and all the other patterns can come and go because you're loving this and accepting everything else, think about all the ways you got here. All the things that you didn't know, you didn't know, you didn't know. The people you met, the opportunity that showed up, the thing you needed to learn, the class you took, the phone call you got from an old friend, serendipitous moments that showed up. And it makes sense that you're here because of all that. So you're releasing a little bit more and settling in a little bit more into being this experience, a little bit more each breath. Letting go of more tension in the mind as well as the body so you can enjoy even more. And now I want you to float six months into that future of that self. And notice it's no big deal anymore. This is what you're experiencing last month. 
the month before, the month before that, the month before that. This is what's probably going to actually is growing. So next month is even more. And it's it's part of something that you're familiar with. It's who you are. It's what your patterns are used to now. Now notice what you're feeling. All the feelings that are there, starting with, the, of course, the right. The feelings of appreciation for the right to soak this in. To have this forever. Forever if you chose in consciousness and your awareness while the body and brain processes the external impermanent world. And notice what you're feeling. Usually about six feelings that we look for in the world that you're giving yourself now. It's usually abundance, like I have everything. I get to experience everything as an experience as, as mine. Or freedom, I get to do whatever I want when I want. Or purpose, I feel important and I have a good reason for being here. Or valued, everyone needs me, wants me. They're including me, they're cheering for me. People don't worship the sun because it's a narcissist. They worship the sun because it gives so much value. Feel all the value you're giving. The purpose, the freedom, the abundance. Most of all, the gratitude for just having a right to have and everything you want in awareness now. Releasing all the judgments of the physical world and all its patterns coming and going because of those patterns coming and going is actually processing the physical world to match what you already are now. It's trying to create this. The stronger the emotion, the stronger the energy, the closer it's getting you like that muscle. So release more tension around all emotions, all possibilities. And now as you feel only the feeling in your body, the feeling is the image. The image is the feeling. This is what you're looking for so you don't need the image if you have the feeling the feeling is the gps point and in the eternal now you have it forever but you want to create it also in the physical world so bring the feeling into the body in the now come back to now feel only the feeling and now as you look out into your world respect that the external world does not match what's real in your consciousness and your love and that's going to create an energy, a movement. That's okay. Get out of its way. Let it mm -hmm. start to pull the future to you and you to it. Mm -hmm. And any time you're not in this feeling, it means you're not in that intention, meaning the brain is not moving towards that GPS point. Because mm -hmm. the feeling is the image. You don't have to stay in an image. You just mm -hmm. stay in the moment in that feeling. Mm -hmm. Anytime you're not in this feeling, you stop. You take three breaths. Mm -hmm. You bring to your awareness the pattern that you think is the problem. Mm -hmm. Does it have a right to be? Do these feelings have a right to be? Go deeper into the image you want, that evidence procedure, mm -hmm. and then drop into this. For no other reason, but it fe then it feels good. feels and, very good. Yeah, And the brain will start to go, well, it's not working. We've been doing this for six months. When that happens, you know you're getting really close. Mm -hmm. Really? <laughs> yeah, because mm -hmm. it, it's still trying to tell you, look, how dare you be happy if it doesn't exist. And mm -hmm. then you say, I'm not trying to make anything exist. Mm -hmm. That's not up to me. Mm -hmm. I'm taking responsibility for what I can do. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Okay. So yeah, that, that was, was that? that was amazing, and I, I feel like it. That that gives me more of a, um, I guess like a tool when I feel like I'm dropping out of it to yeah. know how to drop back in, and I'm sure that will if I practice it more and more, it'll come be, become quicker and quicker. 
It only yeah. worked when I was committed as if my life depended on it. Not in fear, but in commitment. Like mm -hmm. if a doctor said, you got to take this every time you're feeling that, you have mm -hmm. to take it or you'll die. Mm -hmm. When I made that practice, the only thing that mattered, mm -hmm. because I believe, because I use my highest value, mm -hmm. that's when it worked. Yeah. I think I think I need to commit to it more. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, yeah, like my life depends on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you so much for doing this. You're welcome. This is amazing. Thank you for having me. L list all the ways people can contact you. Um, they want to come to your thing. You know. They can contact me at gpsmyfuture at gmail.com. They can go to my website, gpsmyfuture, and look under events, mm -hmm. upcoming events. I'm going to be doing a big one at the end of March. Um, there's going to be products I'll be putting up on my website that mm -hmm. I, I just, uh, just created around this practice. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and... Um, that's, That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. You're, you're welcome. Okay. Uh, thank you for having me. Appreciate right. it. It's great seeing you. You too. Bye. Bye.